This is Stacy Marshall with Printware Magazine. Matt Vasallo with the RhinestoneWorld.com. Richard Greaves with ScreenMaking.com. Brian Walker with RTP Apparel. You are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs. Terry Combs. Terry Combs. And Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Keep on listening. I don't know if these guys are that regular. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, April 1st, 2022. I'm Terry Combs. You can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. So uh, today on this uh, April Fool's Day, so we're just going to get out of the way. No April Fool's jokes coming from us here today, because (laughs) this also happens to be a really special episode for us. If anybody is into numbers, right, you you, uh, always want to look at some of these episodes as like, oh, yeah, let's see what we can do special here. And, And today, Terry, is episode number 444, so 444. and Unbelievable. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I, funny enough, I actually listened to our very first episode the other night oh. as we were going through some of this stuff. And and at the very end, you said, yeah, you know, this is great. I, I think this is going to be really cool. You know, maybe we can do hundreds of these. <laughs> and I'm like, it was yes, we prophecy. Can. <laughs> yes, we can. So uh, episode 444. And uh, to celebrate that, we're actually going to bring Eric in here on with us live. And we're just going to take a look back, you know, jump into the Wayback Machine and and look at some of the episodes that stood out to us. There were so many great ones. Obviously, we can't touch on them all. But, uh, you know, the ones that stood out to us. And then the other thing, Terry, that I'm hopeful that we get to do here is hear from the regulators and and have them share their favorite episodes um, as yeah. well as one of the things we want to do is as we talk about these episodes, kind of highlight the takeaways that way, you know, people can actually use those again today. We're kind of repurposing, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're yeah, just reshuffling so. shows here now that I think about it, but uh... yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> well, Aaron, uh, before we get too far along though, I want to say that this is not my normal office. Uh, I'm what? in uh, <laughs> Southern California right now, but I did not want to miss episode number 444. So we were in uh, Shelter Island uh, yesterday and, and the day before. Uh, went out on a um, on an 1851 replica uh, sailing yacht for about five hours in the bay. That was awesome. And uh, now we're in um, we're in uh, Pacific Beach. Nice. And uh, going to be hanging out here and then heading up to Huntington Beach. We're driving up the coast today. So anyway, that's uh, that, that's why my background is kind of weird. And I was before the show went on air. And as I was saying, I tried every different form of opening, closing curtains, turning lights on, turning lights <laughs> off. I have a, one light on in the bathroom over there trying to get the some semblance of a proper lighting here. <laughs> well, you, you look good. You got the fresh new haircut. You're, you're ready to go. So, um, <laughs> uh, all right, well, l- let's, let's cover a couple of news items before we get, uh, get Eric in here and then, uh, we can get into those, those episodes here. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, uh, Pasadena city college in California here in California, uh, is facing backlash after its board of trustees unanimously voted to cancel the school's screen printing program. Uh, that's according to the Pasadena Star News. And supporters of the program have called PCC's decision a crime. <laughs> that sounds like some of us, right? Uh, <laughs> getting rid of screen printing is a crime against the local community, uh, with some alleging the cancellation was made in violation of the school's bylaws. The articles explained that the college is, uh, for its part, says there's no improprieties in the decision 
and it was handed down according to the established procedures. So let's see where that goes. We hate to see any kind of screen printing or garment decorating programs, especially at the college level, disappear. But yeah, it's happening yeah. here in California. Maybe they heard this nasty rumor that's been floating around that screen printing's dead. Is that? Maybe they did hear that. <laughs> they didn't say anything about having a DTG or DTF program starting up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, just let's let's make sure that we're we're very clear with everybody. Screen printing is not dead. Screen printing is thriving, and so this is a little bit of a shock. You know, why, why would uh, they do that? Obviously, they had their reasons, but uh, with this kind of backlash heading their way, uh, maybe they'll rethink that. We we definitely need more screen printing and garment decorating programs out there at the college level. So uh, exactly. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. In fact, speaking of at that level, high school post secondary level. Um, I want to talk real quick about Skills USA here, Terry. I'm kind of getting all my ducks in a row. I've been having conversations, but I'm really ready to kind of start uh, nailing down who are the judges are going to be for the uh, competition coming up in June here. So I do need volunteers to come to the national competition and be judges for the sublimation competition. It is in Atlanta, Georgia at the convention center, and uh, it's June 23rd and 24th. Um, so probably have you come in on the 22nd and then we're normally wrapped up and you can get out of there on the 24th. Um, so if you are interested, I, I've got a couple of judges already lined up. Uh, I've talked to a couple people, but I, I need more. So if you're interested, just reach out to me. Uh, you can see the, my email address below, but if you're checking out the podcast version, Aaron at two regular That's the number two regular guys.com. So reach out to me. I, I need, need those judges. Um, I'm also looking for some companies that are willing to donate some blank supplies, some substrates and things like that, printers uh, and, and, and maybe even heat presses. Not, so in, in the certain cases, you know, you could bring that stuff in and then take it with you. So we don't need to necessarily have it. Obviously, the blank substrates, we're going to need to keep those. But um, Condi Systems has stepped up in a huge way. I mean, like massively huge way. David's basically told me that what, whatever we need, they'll, they'll figure it out. And while I can't thank David enough for uh, how they're supporting Skills USA, I do want to take some of the burden off of him and, and just let the students also see what a great community of support that they'll have once they come into this sublimation space. So if you're a company that deals at all in sublimation, um, we're going to need heat presses. We're going to need some in-kind donations. We're going to need, um, you know, like I talked about those different supplies and stuff like that. So you'll certainly be featured at the event as a supporting member. And that's not only going to build your future customers. Those kids are going to remember who donated stuff to them. Um, but it's also going to put you in front of a lot of schools and a lot of teachers who are going to be looking to get into this competition We're we're hoping to really show off what's happening here. So more and more, we believe more and more schools are going to want to build their own programs or own sublimation programs. So um, just like wanting to be a judge or maybe you want to be on the committee with me, that's I'm looking for all of that stuff. So just reach out to me. Um, lots of opportunities to help and support. And uh, I think this is a win-win-win, win-win-win, however many wins you need in there. <laughs> There's lots of wins that can happen by being a part of this. I think this is really a, a unique opportunity to, to be part of this. So um, please reach out, Aaron at tworegularguys.com. So that's what I had, Terry. I, I know you, uh, oh, and I 
see maybe some hotel internet problems or it could be me we'll see here <laughs> maybe terry's lost some hotel internet problems so we'll talk to him in just a second when he comes back and um so i've got one more news item to share and then hopefully we can ask terry about how atlantic city was but um this news item here is muto has suspended printer uh, exports to Russia and Belarus. So uh, Muto, who is a manufacturer of wide format inkjet printers, cutters, and inks, has announced it is temporarily suspending all printer exports to Russia and Belarus amid its ongoing war with Ukraine and will not deliver any equipment to these regions. In a statement to its customers, the company said it is deeply concerned about the tragic developments in Ukraine and stands with all the people suffering. So uh, just a, a note there, people doing doing their part to try to support and hopefully we get this really just egotistical, crazy war out of out of our lexicon. We, we don't need to talk about this anymore. So hopefully uh, people cooler heads will prevail here, but uh, um, we'll we'll leave that for the, the politics and and whatnot. But uh, we did want to share that Muto has decided that that's what they're going to do. Um, so if you hear anything else going on where people are supporting or, or doing other things to uh you know, to, to, to make their stand on what they think is right. Uh, please share that with us. You can reach out to us at um, either you can directly at me, what we talked about earlier, Aaron at two regular guys.com. Or uh, if you want info at two regular guys.com, that's our general email box. So just share with us what's going on. I know just this week I was actually wearing a long sleeve t-shirt that I bought from Ron Goodwin that uh, had a Ukraine flag and, and fist. And, and I know, uh, Port, at least portions of the proceeds. I can't remember all the details, but uh, a, a certain amount of the proceeds were going to benefit those uh, with the, the Red Cross and other places like that. So, um, all right. Well, uh, Eric, <laughs> welcome, sir. <laughs> you know, I thought it might be a good time for me to step in just for a second. Now that, uh, our good friend Terry may or may not be able to get back on, but hey, I will try my best to push my buttons here that I usually do and <laughs> yeah. see if I can also step in for Terry. <laughs> All right. Um, so let, let, yeah, here, let's share this uh, from Christine real quick, Eric, if you don't mind. Uh, she says promo cares is doing Ukraine. Uh, yeah. Promo Cares is yes. doing Ukraine for good. Great program to help feed kids in Ukraine. So if you go to promocares.org forward slash for good events dot htm, um, that, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Christine. I hadn't seen that one yet. So we'll we'll get that out there and, and share with them. Um, just another quick little uh personal note on that. So there's sure. a little store just up the street from us here in St. Peter's, Missouri. It's called Pokey Nerds. And it's oh, all about right Pokemon cards and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. And um, the the people who started that uh, particular company are actually from Ukraine. And so they were doing a uh, event every Friday night. They'd invite the kids to come in and trade cards, right? So yeah. it's what the, it's pretty cool. It's it, The kids are just like beaming and having a blast. And so every Friday night they get to go into the store. And uh, my son had been wanting to do this for a long time. And uh we hadn't been able to get there because of different scheduling conflicts. And so we went one night and we got there and there was a sign on the door that said that they had gone to, um, they flew back to Poland and took plush toys and, and we're just trying to, you know, mm. with the refugees and stuff like that. So 
it, it was interesting to see my son process the whole thing because obviously he was super disappointed to not get to go to this event. But then um, as he kind of took in why they weren't there and what was going on, you could just see him, his, his whole attitude start to change. And he started, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how could he help and support and stuff like that. So, um, you know, in, in difficult times, it is interesting and I think really uplifting to see the different things that people come up with. I know our industry's definitely done a lot of different things. So uh, we appreciate people like the promo cares and, and whatnot. So just wanted to share that real quick, Eric. Oh, no. I mean, I think, honestly, everything that we see people doing right now, it's it reminds me very much of what happened early on in the pandemic. I've seen people yeah. using decorating for good and helping people to express themselves. And I, I can't be more proud of the people I've seen. In fact, one of the things I really loved early on on, on my end is seeing people using you guys know that I've, I work in brilliance. We work on a lot of different products. And one of yep. the products I worked on is a, a patch creation kit. And I yep. watched people from all walks of life, from the third bedroom business up to larger businesses, immediately jumping in and using that kit to make patches to sell for uh fundraising for ukraine it was like the day you know the day yeah. that people had the news they were already doing that so yeah, yeah really yeah. cool to see that and I, i've enjoyed having that around awesome now, it looks like we might have mr terry cones back so i think I'm gonna yeah let's bring grab in him and then terry and he yeah. can go on because i mean we we, had a, we have a dad joke waiting here and <laughs> well, we do I have mean, that let's let... feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got a couple things to get to here but yeah let's also bring him in. comments from the regulators too eric if you don't mind i know oh, you're for sure pushing lots of buttons all at the same oh. time but if you'll go back up to kind of originally christine had said uh hey guys congratulations on 444 shows that's an impressive run and and your shows and you have contributed a lot to the industry so thank you very much for for saying that christine we, we appreciate that um and michelle checking in good morning and happy friday uh, Kristen says good morning guys hoping for another 10 years since i'm new here um absolutely why, why not right you you said hundreds of episodes terry but what if we do thousands of episodes what if we do? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you lose All me? All right. Nice. Nah, well, hey, Terry. Here. And oh, I'm sorry. Got, got Charlie Tablib checking in. Good morning, sir. And then good morning to uh, Tanya as well. Um, hey, Terry. So I, I think you're back. Can you uh, share with us a little bit about uh, how Impressions Expo Atlantic City was? What did you see there? What was uh, the talk of the town, so to speak? Nope. Not getting any sound. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, we'll let Terry work on that and um, <laughs> well, give us the, the thumbs up and, and go. Let's from say there. at least for 444 shows, nothing has changed. <laughs> we we're still the same old guys you guys know and love. And uh, going live means technical difficulties are going to be a thing. So. Yep. That's right. That's right. And uh, in a way, Terry goes again. Well, hey, you know what? That. I think that's what Terry's trying to do, just to show people it's it's okay. Even after 444 <laughs> episodes, you're, you're not everything is going to be right. And I think we're doing a darn good job of of uh, filling in. Hey, so, like I said, this is not a new thing for us to, no, to handle, no, folks. No. <laughs> well, I know this is Terry's dad joke. Should we uh, go ahead and get to that though? I think so. I mean, All here's right. the thing: this dad joke is so apropos for us two that either of us could really say the dad joke, and it would be appropriate. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. Well, I think, 
you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just take it though, right? Let's, okay, let's have so you take it. Yeah, I I, mean, I'm sitting in the first chair here. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> you're sitting in the first chair. You get the call. Not to mention somebody's got to do Terry Spiel. Everything still right. needs to get done. And like yep. all of us in this business, if we do nothing else, we continue to push the workout no matter what's going down. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All and right. Kim Johnson checking in, probably from same hotel room. And good morning from cold, cloudy <laughs> Southern California. Um, yeah, get Terry get Terry back in here, Kim, if you can. Um, <laughs> all right. Dad joke time. Right. Got to do it, folks. Did you know I joined a support group for people who talk too much? You know, I didn't know you joined a support group for people who talk too much. Yeah. It's called on and on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, either of us could easily have said that and been completely uh, believable, folks. All right. Well, uh, bonus I, I'm sure I didn't do it justice, but we're, we're, uh, we're efforting still. So. <laughs> hey, you have to do what you have to do. Uh, but before we dive in, I want to go ahead and say thanks to everyone who's checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast today on this momentous occasion, 444 episodes. Uh, we are always looking for new guests, however, because we do have apparently another 10 years to do. So uh, <laughs> if you or anyone you know would like to join us, please go to Calendly.com slash Two Regular Guys with your show ideas. Uh, also, if you're listening to the podcast version of our show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with your industry friends so they can become regulators too. Uh, we'd appreciate you giving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you do your podcast listening. Those reviews are very important to us. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in with comments and questions, share immediately with your friends, and bring them in so we can all talk about what's important about these wonderful messages we bring to you and you guys bring to us as our listeners and guests on the two other guys. Yes, yes, indeed, Eric. Uh, appreciate everybody. Yeah, and I cannot wait to hear from the regulators what what their standout episodes were. And and if you're new, you can always go over to tworegularguys.com and check it out. We we do have all the uh, show notes today. I guess Terry is going to be a regulator today. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> according to Kim Johnson, there. And well, uh, hey, that works. I mean, like, yeah. like I said, we've this is not our first rodeo. I know one of the shows I didn't mention in my own kind of run up of things that. <laughs> that I said were my favorites were the couple of episodes where suddenly no one was there and producer Eric became the only, the only person on <laughs> only happened like twice, but uh, every once in a while, you just have to go on with the show. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then Brian says a fitting dad joke to celebrate 10 years. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, 10 and... years of running off at the mouth. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this exactly. <is> about appropriate. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Facebook user, which I know is Todd and he needs to figure out how to fix his Facebook. Todd, he needs Todd, to get Todd. off that uh, whatever deal he's on over there because we're not in any groups. We're not in any of that stuff. He's on Facebook proper. <laughs> so there should be no issues seeing you, sir. Anyhow, yep. um, he says, I'm going to need a support group after that dad joke. So, um, yes, all right. right. Well, Eric, let's let's break this up here a little bit. Let's just hear a quick word about the unlocking your potential um, workshop that uh, Kylene and I do. And then we will get into this. All right. We are looking for undercover heroes. Yes, those heroes hiding in the dark. You know, the people just like you and me who have families, businesses, a community counting on them to be able to share their unique gifts. You're going to be able to spot them because of the dubious evil villain, Self-Doubt. This evil inner critic who is blocking them from achieving the amazing results they deserve. This villain is so dangerous because she could be undermining you as we speak. My wife, Kyleen Montgomery, and I will be guiding another group of superheroes through a 60-minute virtual workshop to share a process to remove limiting beliefs, 
and we're going to leave you with the resources to keep you knocking down blocks anytime you want thereafter. Please send anyone you know with self-doubt or limiting beliefs to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash unlock. This way, they can sign up and unlock their full potential. Oh, and by the way, so can you. All right. Well, check that out. The next one's coming up uh, April 10th. We do them once a month and we change up the times and days and all that other stuff. So there's always a time and day that you should be able to find that if you're interested in it. So check that out. We can't wait to uh, to share that with you. We've been able to share it with some people and, and it's been really powerful for them. And, and we knew it would be because it was really powerful for us. So check that out. All right. Well, um, I don't know if this is a, an April Fool's joke or not. So we're just going to put it up there and, and see if we're going to play along. Eric says, good news. Sanmar has 100% inventory today after receiving 5,345 containers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope that's true. The funny thing is, after all the the shipping problems and all this sort of issues we've had with stock, uh, that's that's a mean joke if it's not true. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. I, I don't know. That's funny. It might be a little too soon, man. <laughs> yes, because we 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 thought about the whole April Fool's joke here for two regular guys. We sure being, being that it is falling on. Uh, and in fact, yeah, uh, Eric said, of April course, Fools. April Fools. All right. <laughs> mean, mean joke, Eric. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I don't know if I can agree with you. Yeah, Evelyn is as disingenuous as I am here. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's real. <laughs> no, no, but I don't think Not it's real. real either. Um, so, yeah, it, we, we even have. Yeah. So I won't give away what our potential April Fool's joke will be someday. But we, we have one in the works. But we we kind of felt like, yeah, let's, <laughs> yes, let's wait. There's still well, too many crazy things happening in the world. And admittedly, I, I absolutely did have April Fool's jokes lined up. I did one April Fool's joke on my social media feeds. If you haven't seen it yet, a uh, company out of the UK, Rallowise, who, who does uh, like regular garment stuff, kind of like Starmark uh -huh. here, they put up their uh, invisible hoodie. So that was their <laughs> April Fool's good, the invisible hoodie. And I, of course, <laughs> my commentary was, and it, as great as it is to describe this over audio, my commentary was, uh, finally, we're going to get some success clothes here that are going to help you feel like a, a real emperor. <laughs> Wear yeah. the invisible hoodie now. And the best joke ever, though, this is the embroidery joke that followed it. Somebody said, what kind of stabilizer should I use? And I was like, oh, well, no show mesh. <laughs> and of course that got the biggest biggest laugh because that oh, is man. Stabilizer, but hey I, we, we, those are fun the, the container one i'm not with it i'm not with yeah. it <laughs> we, Even though yeah says, we used to do some uh some april fool's yeah. jokes over there at uh at coastal business when i was with them and uh, uh I, I did get a little backlash from time to time but you know <laughs> what if you can't have a little fun then uh you know so let's uh we got some other people checking in we got yeah, uh nikki yeah. checking in the sassy subber hello gentlemen oh. And uh, she says hello to Evelyn. Um, and then Kristen, <laughs> I giggled when I read this earlier. So she says, I can't contain my excitement. Uh, <laughs> I know everybody likes to respond to the jokes. It's, it's like we've made this culture of dad jokes and snarky responses that I'm, I'm here for, but I don't think I probably should be. <laughs> uh, nice. And then uh, <laughs> she said uh, that that'd be awesome, though. Yes, it would be awesome yes, if they finally awesome. had some. But uh, anyhow. All right. Well. Shall we, Eric? Shall we get into this? Let's Are give it ready? our best shot. I mean, okay. we may have to show. I think I'm probably going to share some of Terry's commentary yes. on his stuff as well. I've got some shows that I liked that are okay. there too. But we'll just we'll have this chat in an organic way, like we often yes. have to on these host shows. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, 
to talking about this. I'm looking forward to it. And again, really looking forward to hear you guys, the regulators that are tuned in live right now. Please. We want to hear what you thought, right? And maybe maybe you are a newer listener. And, and so maybe it's just some of the more recent episodes. Totally fine. Any episode. We have 443 Today will be 444. Uh, you can't cheat and say this 443 one. to choose from. Uh, and uh, so uh, earlier, Christine had, had mentioned the uh, Women in Garment Decorating episode where yeah. she was having technical difficulties. And I uh, ended up being the host of that show. And uh, fortunately, I think I did pretty good. But I uh, just tried to stay out of the way. And uh, <laughs> poor Christine, <laughs> she was so mad. I think she was really excited about that panel. But she has done an incredible job for us. Yes. Um, not only did she kick off and get Women in Garment Decorating episodes launched, but that uh, that sprung board into the Facebook group, which yeah. uh, from my understanding is is completely incredible. Everybody yeah. I talk to says that. It's, it's for women only. So that's why I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't have firsthand experience. But uh, so that and then she does a weekly podcast now called Women in Business, which yeah, has evolved and, and just is a fantastic program. So uh, if you have not checked that out um, and Christine, feel free to put a link in there and um, yeah, sure. put, a, put a link in the comments there and we'll get people over to where they can find that. But uh, the Women in Business podcast. Awesome awesome stuff so uh, she tackles uh, some incredible topics that really aren't done anywhere else and yep. in her specific style which by the way if you haven't gotten to uh, christine is a great a great host and is yep. well worth the listen so go check that out yep yep great interviewer for sure all right well let's let's dive into ours and then we'll, we'll get into some more of the comments and stuff here as we go along but uh eric i kind of jumped a bit into the wayback machine now this was three years in at the time but boy it feels like ages ago so this was may 13th 2016 yeah. and um the episode and we'll put the the other part is we'll put links to all of these in the show notes when we get this posted hopefully later on this weekend so you can go back and listen to them if you'd like but uh, this was an episode where we talked about i wish someone told me Right. The, the things and this was an opportunity that Terry and I had to kind of discuss some of the things that we wish we'd learned or we'd heard people say we wish they'd learn. And uh, Eric's got it right there in the comments. If you want to go check that out. Look at this guy pushing buttons and trying. Uh, <laughs> oof, good stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm <trying my> best, <laughs> man. And uh, so w w there, there's two points that I want to take from that whole episode. And yeah. um, it's. The first one here, Eric, and, and I'm looking forward to hearing where to learn more about this business. And, you yeah. know, so back in 2016, there weren't quite as many resources, but sure. there were still beginning to be some. But I think kind of before that era, there was such a everybody holding on to the knowledge and, um, you know, closed doors and and just wasn't a whole lot of sharing going on. And and so where people were learning about business from, I mean, there, you know, I know Terry is is not a huge fan of a YouTube lot of the information on YouTube, right? <laughs> YouTube University, and I think that was part of the uh, yeah. part of the point there because yeah, there was a lot of really bad information out there. But at the time, those were the people that were putting it out there, and so um, you know, it, I, I think where to learn more about the business. You know, we talked about getting involved in in stuff where you know, you were actually going to somebody that had experience actually being a printer. You know, that, I think that's why yeah. Terry's uh, screen printing classes continue to sell out years and years later here, because Terry comes from a place where he 
ran everything from the third bedroom. I think he was a basement or a garage guy, actually, originally, um, all the way up into being a production manager for a massive, massive screen printing shop. So he's had all the experience along the way. And so kind of vetting people and learning from that. So that that was the first point from that episode that I wanted to share, Eric. What What's your take on that? You know, honestly, I think that's something we've talked about repeatedly is that you have to kind of understand where your information is coming from. I think, quote unquote, YouTube University has gotten better over the years. Mm -hmm, Certainly there are people who are, in fact, honestly, we are on YouTube right now constantly. People are (laughs) on our channel YouTube right now watching in. So it's not that YouTube itself was bad. And I think early on, we, we may have even been part of that. We kind of demonized that the YouTube university concept. But the thing is, it's now changed and it has kind of become something where people are showing their work. And when you show your work, it's easier to figure out how you trust people. The cool thing is, we're now seeing that people feed back in where uh, YouTube U is the beginning of something else where they're going into being part of the speaker scene or they're going into doing direct education. And I think that's great. I mean, it's all about understanding how people are getting results. And Certainly, there's part of this where, you know, Brian and I, Brian, who's on here earlier, Creative Brilliance, we have this discussion all the time where there's really no secrets. And that's yeah. Evelyn mentioned this is like, it was a big, big secret. Yeah, there that used to be the case. And certainly yeah. when I started writing for uh, blogs in about 2006, I hate to say, yeah. um, I remember distinctly that pushback where people were saying, don't share all this stuff. And we went from that to where we are now. And in the yeah. middle, there was this Wild West era. And it was kind of good that we realigned and said, hey, good that we're sharing it's good that we're releasing things we're not making it a secret but yeah. do remember to to look for trusted sources i think sure. that's just a drumbeat we have to keep up yeah yeah i love it all right um so that was point number one i, I want to keep going because we've got a lot of stuff to cover for and we're sure. already sure. about halfway point here so um the other point that uh, stood out to me on that one was that there was there's no set stone method for accomplishing the tasks of this business and and i think this is to me, what stands out here is, yes, you can now that the education's gotten a lot better and all this other stuff. But at the same time, even showing up at Terry Combs screen printing class, yeah, right, yeah. you're going to take stuff away from that. But each and everybody's business is different. right? And so to go, OK, well, I just have to do it this way. Eh, there's a lot of different ways to get to the same result. And it's you've got to find what's going to be the best, the most efficient, the, 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 what's going to fit your core values, what's going to fit how you do things, right? And so everybody yeah. does things a little bit differently. And, and so I guess the point that I wanted to make that hopefully people can take away from this is every time you're out there learning something, showing up at a program like this or, or, or whatnot, yeah. take everything for what it is. It, it's it's an opinion. It's a, a share. It's something that somebody else has made work, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to work perfectly in yours. So take those ideas and then expand on them, right? That's how we continue to get better is, yeah. is by, by growing and learning and taking, you know, for me, I love taking in all sorts of information, but I don't go and go, oh, well, you know, Jack Canfield told me to do it this way. So I'm, I'm you know, right. I've got sure. I got the success <laughs> principles book here that, that I love and I carry it around like it's my Bible, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I have my own interpretation of it. Right. And, yeah, and I'm taking maybe. in bits and pieces from other places too. So I, I guess that's, that's what stood out to me, Eric. What, what are your thoughts there? Well, I'll say this. Um, I tell a joke every time I teach 3d foam, cause this is where we all differ quite a lot, but digitizing <laughs> for 3d foam with it, di- with um, embroidered digitizers is one of those places where we all have different opinions and some of them differ pretty wildly. So this is the old tired joke that I'm going to tell yet again. 
if you ask three digitizers about how to do 3D foam, you'll get at least five answers and at least two of those will work. Um, the, the truth of the matter is we all have opinions on why things work and there may be different reasons why people think things work. The best thing we can do is take it all in and try it. Certainly, if you've vetted someone's credentials, you know they yeah. do the work, you've seen their work and it's good, the work proves itself. I mean, that's the great thing about what we do is the work proves itself. Yeah. You can see if it's good, you can tell if it's the kind of result you want to get. But the truth of the matter is you're going to consume these kind of tips and tricks from everybody. You're going to consume this information from everybody. Certainly look at these trusted producers. But the way we get to new ways of doing things is by experimentation, by combining these things, by coming at it from a different perspective. And every one of us is going to have that different perspective to kind of give in and bring into the conversation. And frankly, what we do here with our live listeners, with people who call in, with the people who we have as our guests is create that conversation where all of these influences come together. So we do sometimes arrive at these new kind of creations and these new ways of doing things, as well as just expose more people to more uh, points of view, which I think is incredibly valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head here. Christine Shreve points out uh, people just, just need to vet the credentials of those that yeah. are teaching, make sure the person knows what they're talking about and they have the experience and knowledge to be an educator. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we've got people in here. We've got Nikki in here that, that, you know, that type of thing yeah. where you can learn from people like that. And then Nikki shares just now, uh, when I teach, I tell everyone we teach differently, uh, no wrong way. I don't care how you get there, just get there, taking as much as you can. Right. And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, uh, excuse me. She said, says my way is not necessarily your best process. Absolutely. How many times have we talked about the right fit? I mean, if it's like whenever we have discussions about pricing, which we've done, in fact, we all did a pricing show where I was yeah. on, talking about embroidery pricing. And one of the big things I talk about is like, you can't price one shop like any other shop. You yeah. have to know what goes into the process, what your locality is, what your market is. And these things all feed into making the best decision for you. And that's the same totally. thing here, even with techniques. There's a certain, don't get me wrong, there's a, a there's a point at which you can completely do something that doesn't work technically. You can sublimate at the wrong temperature and nothing happens. Yeah. Um, th that is that, there is a level at which it, it, there is just a technical reality about certain things. But other than that, especially we talk about creative execution, we talk about marketing and pricing, that there is a lot of just fuzzy gray area where it really depends on where you're coming from and where you want to go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Um, Keith says, 21 years in the business, but feel like I have learned more the last four years. There you go. Oh, there's been a complete flourishing and renaissance, if you ask me. I, I, yeah. I think about that. Now, certainly we've been doing this for like 10 years and nine years, and I've certainly been on for less. But at the same time, like I feel like it we were part of that initial groundswell and that now it really we're riding on the crest of something big with the yeah. way we share information, and the way we teach and learn. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, let's uh, let's keep moving forward. So uh, I know Terry is not here. Do you want to play Terry? Would you like to put on your yeah, Terry mask? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend to be Terry. Now, certainly <laughs> I, nobody loves me as much as they love Terry Combs. But at the same time, I will I will absolutely talk about what Terry wanted to talk about. So Terry's first episode he wanted to talk about was the first episode. Uh, because for Terry, he's, his excitement was about how this adventure started, how it began. Now, uh, and I agree with Terry to some degree on this, partially because of the technical limitations of those early episodes you may not want to go back and listen to it unless you're just a two regular guys diehard fan uh but at the time 
Terry didn't really know what a podcast was. Aaron, I know you kind of had talked him into it being the tech guy and the podcast guy you are. Uh, but he absolutely uh, wanted to bring up the first episode. And I just have to say, yeah, that's hard. That's hard not to love because I know I, I was a very early listener, too. And so for me as a listener, it was a favorite of mine, too. So I'll throw, throw the link up there if you guys want to see it. You can go check out the first episode. But, yeah, that was one of Terry's favorites because, yeah. hey, it's where this whole thing kicked yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned it to him earlier when Terry was on that, uh, you know, listening to, I didn't listen to it. It's only 30 minutes. So it's, it was a short one. Cause at the time, the other thing was when we started this at the time, our plan was to go every other week for 30 minutes. And it, that, and we were super nervous about what are we going to talk about? Do we do, how are we going to fill 30 minutes every other week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and right. now, yeah. We do bonus programs over and over again. So, um, anyhow, uh, the other thing about this this show, Eric, that I wanted to mention was, um, yeah, this, this whole concept of like we've got to get it perfect. It's got to be right. We got to know everything there is to know about podcasting and all this sort of stuff. My encouragement to you, and I get this all the time. People are always like really sensitive around me when they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah I started a podcast." Like, like I'm going to be mad at them or something like that because <laughs> they started a podcast. I, I actually no. celebrate that, right? The, the people that have been willing to step in and, and do something, I think that's great. So we need action takers, and and yeah. you know, so that's what I hope that that first episode shares with you guys. Like I said, we could have, um, if you go back to some of our old stuff. Um, the way that it all worked out is we ended up kind of quote unquote losing a lot of it because of the switch from blog talk into uh, owning it yeah. ourselves. And so we could have just gotten rid of all that old stuff, but uh, yeah. I, I kept it and I saved it and um, it actually was not online until this week. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Aaron, just put it up there. I know that it's not something we're super proud of as far as the quality <laughs> and what we talked about. I mean, it was I don't know if we gave any content worth worth actually listening to, but it, but to me, I think the learning lesson there is just start, just just get into yeah. it. You know, it'll grow, it'll it'll get better. You know, and shoot, four hundred forty four episodes, we still can't get Terry on <laughs> when he's traveling, right? <laughs> well, we can't help some of those things, and honestly, that's yeah. that's part of the charm. The other thing is the things that make you weird, because there's a lot of stuff that makes us weird, right? We're we're not. <laughs> like uh like we always have at the beginning of the show uh but mr greaves said uh, he doesn't think these guys are that regular well we're probably not but the <laughs> things that make us irregular as regular guys are the things that people like about us it, it's yeah. the dad joke that people like even though that's the goofy thing we do that maybe yeah. isn't the most professional part of the show yeah. um that's that's the thing it you just have to kick it off and what i always like to say is you can't steer a parked car yeah. Um, if you don't move, you can't tell if you're moving the wrong direction. You're just not moving. Certainly, if you don't move, you don't make a move. You'll be where you are now. Yeah, that's for sure. You might not get where you're trying to go, but if you don't go anywhere, you're certainly going to stay right where you are. Exactly. And I also I love this. Uh, we got a couple of different comments I have to bring in. Yeah. Number one. Yeah, absolutely. Christine, she remembers doing the episodes by phone with Broad Talk Radio. Yep. Phone <laughs> level audio. So and great. that's that's when you go hear that first one. You'll hear oh, that phone level audio. <laughs> it is just choice. Mm, phone level audio uh, and being in the chat, usually with me. Absolutely. I was in that early text chat. I remember that very much. Yeah. And, uh, love this also once again from todd uh, how is aaron going to fill 30 minutes that is never a problem no that's <laughs> not for any of us hence why the half we have to cut it at 30 minutes just so we don't take the whole day uh, that's absolutely the case and yeah. we got a couple more awesome comments here too uh 
she said, there's no such thing as knowing everything. It's a constant expansion. Yeah. Absolutely. Then I think one of the best things, if you are somebody who's been in the business for a while, cultivate that beginner mindset, mm-hmm. both where you take in all the information as a potential thing you might uh, integrate into your practice, but giving yourself a little piece and a little space to progress and try new things and fail. Because those things are all important. So yeah, absolutely, including um, on our show, including anything we usually do. Yeah, yeah. And a couple more. We have love this. Uh, it's like your first shirt, amazing at the time, and now cringeworthy. That can happen. Yeah. At the same time, think about what that first shirt led to for your whole business. Yep. Yep. And yeah, Evelyn, absolutely, you should be yep. proud. You oh, sure. started. Yeah. And that's everybody. And, everybody and, out there starting. Yeah. And that's why I posted it because I, at the end of yeah. the day, I said, you know what? I'm proud of this because we did it and we've kept at it. And and I'm super proud of the fact that, yeah. you know, th- there's been lots of ebbs and flows throughout this, Eric. I mean, sure. Like before you were around, I mean, I was feeling super overwhelmed with a lot of things and, and you've taken a huge burden off of me and in, in a lot of that. And then just kind of finding our, our, our spots. Right. You know, so actually, Terry's really integral and in kind of getting everything together, putting the outline Absolutely. together, helping with the descriptions and stuff like that. I yep. kind of handle some of the back end technical stuff. And then Eric yep. kind of makes sure that we look good and all that other stuff. So, <laughs> but while we were getting there, yeah, yeah, there were times where it's like, why in the hell are we doing this? And oh, yeah. then we just yeah. kind of kept remembering, right? Because we love having this interaction. We love yeah. sharing with you guys and, and being able to bring in people that are unique. You know, we're not always bringing in people from the industry. In fact, next week, a gentleman's going to join us that is not in our industry at all, but we think yeah. he's got something worthy of sharing. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. And that's something we probably wouldn't have thought of in year one. Yeah. Correct. And that's the cool thing is you you also don't have to stay in that same groove for the rest Correct. of your entire career, whether that's your, whether that's your decoration shop or something like this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next one here? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. So moving ahead two years to uh, January 2018, and uh, this was a conversation that we got to have with Brett Bowden. Uh, this was right before the very first ThreadX, and he was there to kind of help uh, talk about that. But but he he wanted to talk about the future of garment decorating, and and um, so a couple of things that stood out to us, and not just necessarily about the future. In fact, the first part that he shared, we asked him just to kind of tell tell us a little about him and and his kind of path. And I think his story is so remarkable, so uh, such a good lesson for for I think a lot of us. And and what we talked about was how he really focused on a niche. And if you go watch that and you look at Brett and and you know Brett, he is a band guy. I mean, if there was like a, a picture of a band guy in the dictionary, <laughs> I think it would kind of be Brett. You know, you got Brett, you've got Ryan sure, Moore, you, got, you, sure. know, you kind of have that look of what a band guy is. Fair, right? yeah. Fair and, I think. and I think Brett it really fits that role because he is right. And, yeah, yeah. and, and he, he, he exudes it. Um, and that has always been his niche. How, how does he create better merch and products for the band industry? And so he didn't worry about anything else. You know, he, he's in the yeah. Fort Worth, Texas area. He didn't worry about anything else. He focused completely on his niche and that's all he did. And what ended up happening is because he got to be so well known and so good in that space that other people outside of his niche started showing up and, and talking to him and wanting to do business with him. And yeah. so his story that he shared there was how um, being so focused and being the best he could in his niche led him to becoming the decorator for the Dallas Mavericks professional basketball team, you know? Yeah. And Brett, I, I, if, if I had to like bet my life on beating somebody at basketball, 
Brett might be, he might whoop me. I don't know, but (laughs) it looks right. So, so he's not a basketball guy, but yet because they wanted to have more of that rock and roll feel to their merch, they came to him because people were talking about how he was the best in his space. So I think that's just such a great story because it helps people understand that it's okay to focus on a niche and, and it, and it really is important. You don't have to be everything to everybody. In fact, you're better off getting super dialed into what it is that you're passionate about, what it is that your niche is and not necessarily turning away stuff that doesn't fit, Yeah. but, but keeping, keeping the blinders on with how you're sharing stuff out there and then allowing that other stuff to come in and then measure it against, does this help me move forward? Right. So oh, yeah. obviously when the, the Dallas Mavericks come in and say, we need t-shirts and you're a screen printer, that's probably something that's going to help <laughs> you move forward. But maybe it wasn't. And, and I would have been like in the rah-rah section for him saying, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's not do that. That's going to take you away from your focus. But anyhow, well, so that's my take on that. What do you think there? And here's the thing to think about it. Two things I, I, I like to take away from it. Uh, actually three, but I'll try and compress this as we usually do run off the mouth. <laughs> um, number one, yeah, the niche is important. But the thing is, he had design thinking. The fancy way we talk about this is design thinking where he thought about somebody's problem and answered it. And his problem was merch. He was doing merch. Now, certainly he was doing merch for bands and he was specifically targeting the design level at the at that scene. But the thing yeah. is, he was good at doing merch. That's why the Mavericks come to him. You might not also understand. The second thing is, just because you have a niche, the skills you develop in that niche and for that particular market may be applicable to other people or you'll find people who see what you're doing in that market and admire it. And yeah. it doesn't matter that it's not necessarily the niche in the design space because your niche may be in the way you'll fulfill in the way yeah. that you can answer those questions. So those are those are the two big things. Kind of the third thing is no matter where you start, you don't know where it's going to lead. And it can be that you're developing skills for a future business that you haven't even dreamed up yet. Yeah. So that's that's one of those start now kind of messages. So yeah. between the two like things, it's, it's like this. Start now. You don't know where you're necessarily going to head. And that's OK. You can turn those wheels whenever you want to to go where, mm-hmm. you, where you need to go. And also that, honestly, he wasn't outside of his niche because his niche was take events, do awesome merch and fulfill for these mm-hmm. events in a way that people love with yeah. this certain kind of design ethos. Someone came to him because he was showing good work in that niche. Yep. And I think that's, you know, I think that's huge. So really, uh, honestly, when we talk about niche marketing, too many people get too worried about focusing on a niche being something that limits them. It's yeah. not. All it does is it hones your blade. Yeah. It keeps you sharp and it keeps you working toward uh, a defined goal that you can really address well. And people yeah. see you addressing that goal. Totally. Yeah. All right. Second point from that show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he talked about how Amazon is changing the game of garment decorating where, you know, it kind of was really kind of made it to where people had to choose what was, was right for them, you know, fast quality or cheap. And, you know, that same, same thing that we tell our customers, right. People had to kind of pick where they fit in that lane of, of fast quality or cheap, and you could only pick two. Right. So um, that was, I thought that was an interesting part of of things that he was talking about and, uh, you know, looking kind of with now the, ability of hindsight right uh, yeah. yeah amazon has changed the the decorating game quite quite drastically so that oh, that sure. was really interesting i don't know if you have anything else to share on that uh yeah and honestly what it makes me think of funny enough is the episode that we did when we were uh, going up to thread x we had marshall atkinson we were in the car going to thread x and that live you know decorators and cars with cookies episode <laughs> 
we talked about a lot of this stuff and about fulfillment and the way things were changing. Also, the power of one, the single garment, uh, the digital printing world coming in. And honestly, as a as an embroiderer, we've been doing single head, you know, super custom embroidery forever. Uh-huh. All of this stuff kind of has come to make new avenues. And yeah. funny enough, I think it's opened up new opportunities in garment decoration that we probably didn't see in the era of the 144 piece minimum. You yeah. know, that the, it's a very different world now. But the good thing is, if you're looking at it right now, we can look back at that episode, and I bet you there are comments about people talking about how it was going to ruin the industry or how there was no way they could compete who are probably in business right now. Um, You don't always know. And if you're kind of looking to meet the current demand and doing what you do best, there's a good chance that you're going to find that niche that works for you and find the, the tribe that can support you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a good point, Eric. All right. Well, um, (laughs) he said, uh, shared the goal is to head forward into the future with open mind towards progressive improvement. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's the best any of us can do, you know, is to continually uh, feel that way to continually, like I said, beginner's mindset. It's that's the way to be. And anybody who says there's nothing left to learn, they should probably leave the business. Correct. Uh, that's and that's the mean way I say it is that but, if you true. feel like you know everything and that you'll never learn another thing, you're done. Yeah. Go ahead Agreed. and head out. Agreed. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you. That's yeah. that's the nasty way of putting it. <laughs> the nice way of putting it is you probably are, are experiencing some burnout and need a refresh. Go go hang with some new people doing new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Eric, it's time to put that uh, Terry yeah. Combs hat back on. Maybe maybe you could tell us a story that you've told us like 20 times. And, <laughs> I did and already tell a it. joke that's really old that I tell every time I teach. Oh, so, okay. I, mean, I don't you know. Cover that. All right. So you got your I mean, Terry hat on then. I, I'm waiting for everybody to make the joke about the Terry hat and for me to go, I am bald under here. You know, you guys <laughs> yeah. do know I'm mostly bald. So that's, I, I am so technically, have, so I'm always wearing the, a Terry hat. So instead of putting the Terry hat on, you're going to take the <laughs> hat off. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I love every time somebody finds, I have a couple of profile pictures where I don't have the hat on and they're like, uh, Eric, that makes you look bald. I'm like, yes, being bald will make you look bald. That is, uh, that is the way that works. Yeah, that's that's true. For that. All that right. would be the lack of hair that makes me look bald. Anyway, yeah, so there's my Terry hat. Sorry, buddy. I had to make the joke. Uh, but let's talk about Terry's next episode. And I actually fully agree with him on this one. Uh, and one of Terry's favorite episodes was when Teresa Hagel came on, formerly from Wearables Magazine, uh, and doing the uh, state of the decorated apparel industry surveys. And I love these surveys. And the last time she did it was in uh, 2019 in February. And the state of the industry, really, it was just these awesome surveys that brought together a bunch of information about the decorated apparel industry. And honestly, the coolest thing for me about those, and speaking hopefully on Terry's behalf correctly, is that we got all of this information that's compressed where we were really going to decorators and finding out what was happening on the ground and having Teresa kind of bring that stuff up and discuss with us. And also the big projects that, you know, as I was doing, trying to put that stuff together, let us kind of take the pulse of the industry and see what was going on. So, you know, I really did enjoy uh, those episodes and I actually, I've always enjoyed that kind of spirit where we bring together all this information and get to talk about it. So, Awesome stuff from Teresa. Teresa continues to, she's still now, a lot of her interviews are about kind of like taking the pulse and finding out what's currently going on with real decorators in the field and young and old. That's the great thing. I I saw her recently uh, talking with uh, people who are doing decoration who are, you know, college kids just starting out in the business. And this is kind of that same thing that I think that we're, we do here is bringing all those, those kind of, not only the information together, but all those attitudes together, all those perspectives together. Yeah. So yeah, really love that episode too and love all of those episodes that we did. And honestly, um, reminds me of all the other ones we've done where we bring in people from, let's say the trade shows and talk about what's going on. And especially 
as we did pre and post pandemic, kind of finding out what was going on and taking yeah. that pulse. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love those kinds of shows and kind of getting that, you know, almost a little bit of like kind of inside baseball. It feels like at times where people are just, you know, coming on and, and sharing, you know, like you said, the pulse and, and, and yeah. kind of getting in deep the other. So this is not necessarily about the episode the content necessarily, but I, the other part that stood out for me for those episodes was when, when we had a couple of those, there were a couple of years in a row that we were able to do that with her. Um, that was also when we were transitioning kind of, out of blog talk radio a little bit out of just being audio only starting to do a few lives here and there, but we tried a few other things in the middle. So yeah. there was one, the one episode that we did with her and I can't remember if it's the one that we linked there or if it was the one before <laughs> that, but um, <laughs> we were, this was like one of the few times that we actually recorded an episode and it wasn't live. <laughs> and so, so we recorded it on, I can't even remember what service we used at that point, but <laughs> this was, the time where um, we're recording the episode, we're talking to her and all of a sudden we hear a fire alarm going off in the background yep. Yep. and we kept kind of waiting kind of <laughs> a little bit. She kept talking. We kind of waited, kind of waited. She kept talking. And then finally Terry's like, um, do you need to go? That sounds like a fire <laughs> alarm. And she's like, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I probably should. <laughs> I mean, I'm not encouraging anybody to endanger themselves, but that is dedication to the industry right there. We were like, wow, you are a rock star. And, and so, yeah, so she left, she came back and uh, yep. we were able to complete the episode. And, but you know what? We would have pulled it off live too. Cause I think Terry and I just kept talking and oh, yeah. I don't think we cut a whole lot of that out. So no, and, and <laughs> as we ran it like down. it was live. No, and I do want to make one follow-up about those state of the industry episodes, even though it's not nearly as funny as the fire alarm story. I'll say the other cool thing about those, one of the things we often do or we try to do is bring you usable information that actually can get translated directly into your own messaging for your business. And those state of the industry episodes, a lot of them had also kind of like information about how many impressions people get out of a certain product, what products were leading the industry at any given point. And I think that was the other great thing about those episodes. And honestly, some lots of the episodes we do is we leave you with something that you can go and take and use immediately. And I think that's a, it's a great goal. It's not what we always do. Sometimes the conversation is the goal, but it's great when we do have people to bring in that kind of information, uh, even if they are occasionally drowned out by alarms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's been a lot of weird audio we've had between alarms and kids and dogs and cats. There's <laughs> been plenty of people who show up during lives that may or may not need to be on the mic, but Hey, that's that's with us as well as with you guys <laughs> yeah yeah definitely all right well let's uh we got a couple more here to talk about so we're, we're definitely going to go into bonus time but hey that's that's part of this program not the next one eric so, <laughs> no, not the next one. We'll, um, we'll try not to go too far into bonus time right? yes exactly <laughs> because we can't have bonus to anyhow um yeah. all right so the show i wanted to talk about next here and this one makes me a little bit sad so let's just take yeah. a, a moment of silence here and i'll tell you why in just a second but Okay, there's our moment. There's our um, <laughs> but there are about six shows um, that are lost to the ether from the end of 2014. Uh, and I thought I had everything saved. And I, I mean, I searched. I spent like a good solid hour trying. Like I went back to like the old Apple podcast feed and yeah. dug into everything I could. I even reached out to tech support at Block Talk Radio. They were going to be little to no help, but I figured what the heck I'd try. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, this is one of those shows that I lost, but I remember it. And we had Mark Coudray on. 
Mm. And he was talking about how things were changing um, and, and how he kind of visual envisioned the garment decorating space, like garment 1.0, kind of the, the early days of screen printing and stuff like that. And then we were in at the time garment 2.0 and we were heading to garment 3.0 where it was a lot more about merch and, and then a lot more e-commerce and things like that. Right. So he was kind of looking ahead into the crystal ball in 2014 and he talked a lot about VCs coming in and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and like I said, he, he probably had a crystal ball or what I know is actually true is he's just a really smart guy. Yeah. And um, we've recently reported Eric on VC buying Printavo yeah, and Inksoft, true, right? And and true. also Mark Cuban getting involved with Campus Inc. And so yeah. decorating has really changed drastically since 2014. And and getting to talk to Mr. Coudre, Mark Coudre about it was really cool. So I think we need to get Mark back on soon. I'm going to venture to make that happen. But uh, if yeah. anybody has any suggestions for what we should talk about with Mark here in 2022, um, <laughs> please send them over. But um, totally. I get, I guess uh, if I don't know how much you remember this episode, Eric. So you're no, I do. To, well, to, <laughs> that and honestly, what I remember is on the conversation with Mark. If you ever have the chance, and by the way, I I have to admit there are days where I'm sitting, like I will be sitting in the you know lobby in front of you know the Impressions Expo, and I'll be sitting there with Mark and a couple of other people talking. And I'm like, man, I am swimming in deep water here with people who really know things that I may or may not have any. <laughs> business yeah. in yeah but what i do know certainly is that he's always kind of had his finger on the pulse and he's really looking forward always he's never yeah. stopped looking forward yeah um and i think that's thinking about those episodes he really has always been looking for those signals and following them down and he continues to do that now so that's yeah. just impressive honestly and yeah. worth worth listening to and i'm yeah. glad that we were able to bring his voice not that his voice was ever something nobody knew in this industry we didn't we didn't make mark popular he made himself popular yeah uh, but at the same time being able to share that experience with everybody in the in the uh, stream is great i mean i yeah. can't you can't say enough about that especially with that yeah. forward looking well, we'll we'll get Mark back sometime this year. Yeah. But like I said, if you guys have suggestions for things you'd like to to learn from Mark, then uh, please let us know, and we'll 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 get that worked out. So, um, real quick, Eric, on that, just sure. a couple of of standouts for me, um, and you just touched on it. So I'll just yeah. re remind people that we do need to be looking further ahead, right? I think sure. a lot of times we get so involved in the day to day operations of our business that we forget what we're doing right now today, the things that we're working on right now today. We're, we might not see the effects of that tomorrow. We're yeah. going to see the effects of that three months, six months, a year down the road. So we, we do need to look ahead more and take a little bit of time to, you know, and that's the working on your business part, stepping out of the day to day as much as you can, where you can work on the business. That that was point number one, Eric. Yeah. Um, and uh, Brian says, Mark Cadre is amazing. Just let him ramble. <laughs> we'll go Completely. with that. I like that. Yeah. Completely. Um, and then, uh, so that that's point number one, Eric. And, and then point number two here for me was that I think we just, we need to understand that we're bigger than we act sometimes. And, and, I, and the thing that stands out to me that really shows kind of the lack of understanding for the demand for our products yeah. is all of the people who are willing to have that race to the bottom of the pricing game. And, yeah. and I get it, you know, maybe it's, it's a newer person into the industry or something like that. And, and they don't understand, you know, what their competitive advantage could be. And they just think price is the, the only way that they can win business. But yeah. we have to understand as an industry, and we have to make sure that we're sharing with the new people as gently, but firmly as possible that, 
the industry, the business that we're in, we are enhancing a product that is a commodity. So yeah. if we make price the only factor in why somebody should buy from us, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting up other people for failure too, because then, you know, more established businesses have to kind of explain that. Now, if you're yeah. more established a business and then you get into that race to the bottom with them, you know, ah, be very careful with that because you're also hurting yourself. You might lose a few customers for, for a little bit, but they're going to be back and you're going to be continue to be profitable. Whereas the other company is going to be a flash in the pan. So I guess yeah. that, that was something that really stood out to me, Eric, is just understanding what industry we're in. We are enhancing something that is a commodity. Yep. We are not selling a commodity. So if, if you're, and when you make price, the only factor that's, how, that's the definition of a commodity. So Eric, what's your take on that? Well, I'll say certainly, especially if we're talking about people who aren't massive contract decorators, if you are a midsize or a boutique decorator, pricing you know, pricing specifically as your only motivator just can't really be the thing you do. Yeah. It, or at least if you do, you're going to end up fighting constantly to pull volume that makes sense. Uh, we can't act like Walmart. Yeah, we cannot yeah. be Walmart and still be profitable the way we want to and to pay ourselves well and to live well. Yeah. And honestly, when I watch small decorators go out of the business a lot of them are going out because that's the way they decided to do it yeah um and i'm not saying that that's always the case there's things that happen to people that they can't always control um but the things you can control are how you position yourself how you sell yourself and the way you sharpen your skills yeah. and i think that's the it's the thing that i say and since i'm we're joking i'm wearing the terry hat and repeating things uh, i'll repeat my old phrase for this that i usually say which is uh be a consultant, not a commodity. If you're somebody who provides answers, who provides creative design, who solves problems, anything that is the the intangibles of what we do, yeah. you're going to by far have a better go at this than if you jump in and just work on trying to be cheaper than the four shops in your vicinity. Yeah. Um, there, there's just nowhere for us to race to. When we're racing to the bottom, there's nowhere for us to go but down. Yeah. Um, and that's something we have to understand. Pricing is just not the motivator that we think it is. Yeah, or it exactly. isn't long term. Yeah. And Nikki shares, uh, we are not big box stores. And that that's no. that's true. And we don't want to be, honestly. I mean, maybe you have aspirations to get to that level. Sure. But until you're at that level with those kinds of pockets, you need to act differently, right? And, oh, and, and honestly, the, and there I'm, are people who are working on that scale who are doing great. And for yeah. those guys, honestly, I'm that's for you. And that's great. Big contract yeah. shops make sense. There is a market for that. We're not all doing it. And I'm frequently seeing people trying to wade into that market, especially like embroiderers. I'm seeing an embroiderer with two single head machines trying to wade into the market like they're a contract decorator and it just yeah. doesn't work. It's not the yeah. best fit for them, at least yeah. not at the moment. Yeah. All right, Eric. Well, let's keep moving forward because we are sure. all, already in the bonus <laughs> time here and we're not even done yet. But let's let's skip ahead here to uh, your yeah. take. Uh, so since Terry no showed on us, he doesn't get his last one. <laughs> Uh, well, his last let, one. Let's is let easy. the uh, regulators guess what Terry's next one would be. I think you can probably figure it out. So we'll let you guys guess. While Eric, you go ahead and get into to yours. Yeah. Guess which <laughs> series of episodes is Terry's favorites. Uh, yes. But yeah, for sure. I think that's just how it is. Um, <laughs> let me go ahead and just jump really quickly through a few shows that were important to me, and I'm not going to do a lot of commentary on them, uh, but just a little bit. Suffice it to say, the number one for me, of course, uh, August 2nd, 2013. It's the first time I was a guest on the show. Uh, we're talking about learning to digitize for embroidery. And the reason why I, I put that on there, not that it was probably the most awesome show, certainly audio quality wasn't, 
but it was where I started being part of a wider conversation. What you guys might not know is I really was just chained to a desk. Yes, I did teach at that point. I was already writing and teaching online, but I hadn't started teaching live. And really, I was a digitizer in-house in a shop and mostly didn't talk to even my peers. Uh, aside from just emailing back and forth and doing some group work uh, online. So yeah. that was really the start of me being part of the community and me being a part of the other guys. So I really yeah. love that. So yeah, yeah, August 2nd, 2013. Don't go back and listen to that unless you have to. <laughs> I've done better episodes with, with the guys since then. Uh, certainly, I wanted to bring up also early, we had some early episodes where Christine and I guest hosted. So me and Christine both did some episodes where we hosted the show. Yeah. Really loved those. And it was a kind of, uh, we've done since then, a days off for Terry and I. <laughs> days off for yeah, days off for Aaron and Terry. But the reason I mentioned those is because it was also a big something that for us we kind of harken back to our early writing experiences. We used to do the Ask an Expert column for Stitcher yep. Magazine. Yep. We've since done a couple of other episodes, standout episodes like that, and I really loved. Cool. And I just thought I'd bring those up. Yeah, those were awesome. And then a couple other ones, the ones where we don't talk about decoration, believe it or not, because so many people, and we say this when we're talking about the trade show classes too, is that a lot of the times people are saying, man, we do the same thing. We're training skills. Now I know a lot of people love that stuff. You love to get how to's, you love to get tips, yeah. but sometimes we didn't talk about uh, decoration. And those were some of the best episodes. Like I, I always think about uh, Gordon Firemark coming about a copyright. We've had him on twice. Yeah. And yeah, copyright's a sticky issue that nobody loves talking about, but it was such great conversations that were usable. And we honestly had a copyright lawyer in house, which is something you don't get on a lot of shows yeah. and you don't get, you know, as a topic. Yeah. Um, we also had, I remember Dave Harding came on and I know that's another one where you're like, oh yeah, Dave Harding came on talking about equipment leasing and cash flow. And we got into some nitty gritty about leasing equipment, which yeah. is something we all deal with, but you don't see a lot of classes on equipment leasing. You know, this is yeah. something that you don't always see. Yeah. So without just saying, you know, that in general, every show, and by the way, we could never cover every show that we love out of this many years. Correct. But <laughs> I do love the fact that we brought in voices that weren't just how do I print a shirt? How do I yeah. embroider? How do I digitize? Yeah. Even though I'm one of those guys, even though Terry's one of those guys yeah. where that's what we largely teach. I like that this show was expansive enough to say, here are other people. And I know we had people on about packaging. We had people on about marketing. We've had people about on about all sorts of things that are broader or that go outside of the industry. And I love that. And yeah. then without, like, I know I'm going fast because we're on the end of the show here. One of the other ones I really loved, we had a couple episodes from Pete Loveless. Now, you guys yeah. may know Pete from the outro as the guy who uh, popped confetti and said, we're out. Uh, that's Pete. <laughs> But uh, we and we had him at two very different times for his business. We yeah. had him on talking about being, you know, uh, being a leader. And we've had him on talking about his business at kind of what I would say is a real high point. And then we had him on after the pandemic talking about coping with some of the really sincere issues that were had by all of us as decorators yeah. through the pandemic. And I and they're awesome shows, you know, and yeah. that was the thing is not only have we had times we got outside of the industry, we had times where we talked about what it was like to be in the industry and running a business in real terms and what it means to be both purposeful and what it means when you have to stand up for those values when things aren't going great. I mean, those, all of that stuff is really uh, worthwhile to me. And I think opening up those conversations makes the show what it is. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. That's some good, great stuff, Eric. Um, let's let's hit some of the regulators' comments here. Because, Absolutely, uh, please. I think we're we're coming down to the end here. And um, yep. so Kristen says, uh, Terry's comment: "Do good work, deliver on time" is key. Yep. Uh, so that's that. I love that too. I, I use that all the time. I borrow it. I gave him credit the first time. This is Terry's thing. So you give him credit the first time, <laughs> and then it's yours. So I, I, I use it all the time as mine. Yep. Um, <laughs> but she says, "I gained a customer because they couldn't get." garments from their previous decorator for months right so do good yeah. work deliver on time you know fulfill your your uh set the expectations and then fulfill or exceed those i think that's that's really important Kristen. So that's the base that's the bar for entry folks yep yep and then uh dean wins the uh yeah, he gets the awards the for picking out what <laughs> terry's uh last favorite shows where he said all of the niche markets and and those are yep. dean's favorites too and and we get that a lot and because I love those too, because it gives us a chance to get creative. It gives, again, my hope for all of those shows has always been that people don't necessarily take what we share and go out and just duplicate that, but yeah. take nuggets from all the things that we share and then go out and create something for their business. that's going to make sense. So I love those shows too. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and then Christine says, I always enjoyed doing the episodes with Eric. So fun. He's one of my favorite people to work with. Likewise, yep. Christine. <laughs> you guys are my favorite people to work with too so there you go um <laughs> i get to get on and in on uh, <laughs> saying nice things uh let's see christine says i always think about that first time you guys asked me to do a show on video uh i was supposed to talk about cubbies uh it ended up not working out and we did audio only but i was so nervous <laughs> about being on video and, and i think there's a really good lesson to come out of this though too yeah not to say you know i'm wasn't nervous to be on video and sure i don't get that nervous anymore because i do it so much but look at somebody like christine who's now pumping out live video programs by herself with other guests coming on weekly at least and she's in front of video all the time and does a fantastic job even somebody as as skilled and talented as christine was a little nervous about that at first so don't be afraid to to try something new it could lead yeah. to something big but you don't know until you actually try it and do it right so yeah. um yeah so that that's uh, thank you for that um, well, and imagine here's christine who was nervous about video and now is on video multiple times a week live show hosted herself takes care of all of it yeah you don't know you don't know what you're capable of until you start mm -hmm. for sure mm -hmm. agree Excuse me. All right. Nikki says, um, my favorite shows are when I'm getting to know my client base. Life conversations are my favorite with a sprinkle of business. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah that's great. Sure. Nikki. High five for sure. that one. Um, and then this episode, I, I, I'm glad Kristen brought this up because I was going to bring it up too. One of my mm -hmm. favorites is creating an intentional week with Matt mm -hmm. Granados. Again, somebody completely outside the industry, but, uh, you know, brings in value that we're going to get. Um, out of that and so I'm, I'm glad that Kristen loved that one because i enjoyed that one too um yep. somebody that uh, actually i've been able to meet personally he's here in the st louis area and he and i yes. were in the same co-working space so that's how we ended up getting him to join us um brian from Embrilliance shared april 19th 2019 favorite because we became the first gold sponsor for the show being able mm -hmm. to monetize a show as a landmark i i appreciate yeah. that brian you really uh yes so much appreciate your support and uh and and also i think eric i just and i know you are, work yeah. there and so <laughs> it's a little different story for you but for for me as an outsider looking in the things you guys do for the space right and yeah and yeah. you guys are creating and obviously you have a, a, a software to sell 
but sure. I've never got that feeling from a brilliance that it's about selling a software. I, I've always got the feeling from you guys, again, as an outsider looking in, yeah. um, even somebody that's not all that in the middle of embroidery going, these guys just care about making things better. And, and yeah. so, you know, to have Brian share that, that, that he felt that that was a big step. I, I agree. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate it. Well, and I think that's the way Taylor guys has been too. I mean, yeah. And case in point, the fact that we didn't have sponsors for a while because all we were doing was trying to support our industry trade shows. We were just letting them have that sponsorship space. I mean, now you want to go to the tworegularguys.com slash sponsorship page. You can <laughs> supply yourself again. This year, yeah. we're looking for sponsors again. But we went without sponsors through the pandemic, mostly just because we wanted to give back. And I think that's something that uh, all of our people here, too, the regulators, we are yeah. people who give back. We are people who jump in and help and i can't you know i can't say that uh enough about all of you guys and about that kind of sensation that yeah. feeling of being in a group of people who really want to do well for each other and to help each other you know not only make money but have a business and a purposeful life that's uh, worthwhile and helps everyone yeah that's that's the crowd you want to be in totally i agree eric uh, that w very well said sir all right christine's got another one here i still yeah. don't love my appearance on camera i've just learned to get past that to be able to do the show <laughs> um basis for radio I, that's guys, how i feel about myself you guys okay. look great you sound great just yeah yeah just 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 own it you, you guys yeah. look great sound great own it um <laughs> keith burwell love keith uh, yeah, said, when i was on the show too. i was worried about enough to talk about when it ended i said wow already already done yeah and and that's what happens when you start talking oh, about something, great guest. yeah it, when, but when you start talking about something that you're passionate about yeah time just flies and you could just tell you could you could feel that passion coming from Keith and, and, and all the stuff he was sharing and, you know, Keith's a decorator. Honesty. So, too. so why would he share his knowledge with other decorators? Uh, you know, you go, Oh, they're just competitors. That's what's so important. People like Keith who are willing to say, I'm going to share what I know. And if it helps somebody out, then I feel good. Right. And, and he is fantastic at that. So high right. five Keith to you, Keith. Awesome. And by the way, he shared some super honesty. He talked about hard stuff as well as good stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that was the thing. It was real life. It was real discussions. And it was for the benefit of everybody listening. I mean, that's just fantastic. So yeah. I love it. All right. Um, a couple more here, Eric. All right. Uh, Christine says, <laughs> I also have a soft spot for the women in garment decorating panel Absolutely. shows, not because I did them, but because of the amazing women who share their knowledge and amazing stories. Uh, yeah, completely. Agreed. Can um, do nothing but agree with that. Yep. She said, says, I love shows with personal aspects and overcoming adversity. That's, yep, great. Absolutely. Great point. But I um, like your second point on that. Yeah. yeah. Community over competition. That, yep. That's always been how we are here and how we how we love having you guys on. When you, yep. when you are part of that tribe, you are with us. Yeah. Um, and uh, I believe this is Todd, says the amount <laughs> of free information that this show brings is amazing. It's why I love the show. Well, thank you so much, Todd. Hey, democratize last, last one here, Eric. Uh, let's last get one. comment. I was worried I would look dumb. I was so nervous, but you guys made it easy. I go live every week, but doing this interview with you guys was a whole new ball game for me. And um, Nikki, you were awesome. You, you were incredible. Great. People still talk about that episode all the time. So, awesome. and and your comment much earlier, Eric. Don't go back and find it, it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> where you you said I can't wait to meet you at the end of the month. Yes, I can't wait to meet you either. Nikki, we're going to be out in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Everything Embroidery Market show. So uh, she's a teacher out there and we're going to be on a panel together. So I'm excited about uh, about getting to to be in in the presence of Nikki and all that sass. I'll see if I can get a little more sassy. <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing people together. 
that's that is the whole idea of this. We're we're bringing people you may not have heard of or people you don't get to listen to all the time to your ears. We're also bringing people together. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag sassy. <laughs> I'll jump on that. But that's the thing. We're bringing together this community, and I think that's that's what's important. Um, by the way, and I don't want to. I'm not going to jump off into the comments again. We said last comments, so we're going to try. But what I will say is this. Also, let's not throw out the Reggie's awards. <laughs> The Reggies are have been an integral part of what we do. And we talk about those every year and how much we love them. But I think that's one of the other crazy things that has made this show what it is, is recognition. Not only are we bringing people together, but we're recognizing people for the good work they do in the community yeah. and trying to support each other. I mean, you can't you can't get better than that. And that's a human thing. That's not a decorator thing. That's a thing we should all be doing for each other. And I like that we had a part of that. And I, I yeah. like to believe that we're part of that movement. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you, Eric. And I think just to close this out, I think we can yeah. just say we've loved all 444 episodes now. How about that? <laughs> I would absolutely agree. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do five things and then we'll right. kind of close this up quickly because uh, we've got another show to get to in about uh, 13 minutes. Eric. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to do the pre half and the post half, but Hey, let's, <laughs> let's just get on with it, man. Let's go to five things. All right, you guys. Well, I'm going to share five things here in just one quick second. I uh, just want to let you guys know that we have upgraded the five things page over on the website at two regularguys.com forward slash five things. It's the number five, five things. And um, that way it's we've made it super easy for you guys to take action and submit your own five things. And uh, so you can get in there, got the email address if you just want to share something that you've recorded. But then there's also an easy way for you to just hit the little microphone button and record a quick five things that we'll get without you having to do anything. Or there's a form at the bottom where you can just type it in and we're happy to share it. So um, I was looking back here, but I couldn't find them. I've got a pair of two regular guys socks that has the person's name on it. That is the next person that submits the five things from that website, two regular guys.com forward slash five things. So the, the first person to submit a five things after this, so go just as soon as we're done here and do it Two regular guys.com forward slash five things. You're going to get a pair of two regular guys socks. So there we go. All right. You guys ready for the five things? Here we go. These are my five favorite episodes from 2021 and this was really difficult because it was like picking out my favorite child but here's what i came up with these are just from 2021 number one the road to sublimation success with david gross uh number two women in garment decorating hiring and keeping employees that was with wendy rossman and allison anderson number three am i doing this right uh, that was a host show with Terry and Eric and myself. Number four, should I be printing this? Talking about different types of jobs that come in that uh, huh, maybe might be a little offensive or things like that. We had Jeff uh, Schutzman join us for that one. Excuse me, Jeff, if I butchered your last name. And then number five, what's next for the apparel businesses? That was one of those shows that uh, Eric talked about with Pete Loveless. That's, he came on pre-pandemic and then as the pandemic was finally starting to, to slow down a little bit. So those are my top five episodes from 2021, Eric. Man, that's a great set of five episodes. There's some of those where I like to go back and listen. That's one great thing I get from being a producer is sometimes I get to listen to the episode as well. I mean, admittedly, pushing the buttons means I don't get to listen as close as I'd like to, but uh, those are all great options yeah. and some of my favorites too. 
Yeah. Well, in the uh, in the show notes, we will have links for all of those. So you can go back and listen. There's a little button at the top <laughs> of every page up there. Just listen and you should be able to listen to those. I may so. be pushing buttons, but I wasn't five. I wasn't fast enough to get the links on all five of those as quickly as I wanted to. <laughs> we'll get them in the show notes so you can listen to them, too. All right. Um, and then Todd says, I bet there's still confetti in the office from that show. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll look around the ceiling. And I'll find some. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's let's just get through a couple of things that are coming up here. Uh, Terry, TerryCombs.com. Check that out. Um, he's got lots of stuff happening, but we don't need to get too deep into that. In now 10 minutes, Eric, we will be doing the half <laughs> 30 minutes of q and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this, but we really have no script, no outline. We're just yep. answering listener questions. And it is the one time in our lives, Eric, that we are on time. At least for me, it's the one time in my life I'm ever actually on time. <laughs> no, same here, because you guys know on the take up, I'm never on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lockboyshp.com is a good attempt, good place to catch that. But anywhere we are, you can catch that too. Yeah, definitely. And then Eric, this afternoon, you've got something coming up. Yes, indeed. I've got the take up coming up this afternoon. And this is episode 105. We're going to be talking about inspiration and uh, trying to deal with techniques as well. So it's going to be style and techniques and how to take inspiration and do it well. Uh, this is a little bit inspired by all the people talking about the new trends for 2022, but also I'm going to discuss how to look at an embroidery and figure out how it was put together from a finished piece, how to take that to inspire your own work. So that's coming up later. Go over to ericcampbell.com. At the top, there is a tab labeled the take up. That's the easiest way to get to it. If not, go to YouTube, search for me, and that little weird H in the end of my name will make it easy. So Eric Campbell <laughs> is where you want to go. <laughs> all right. Yeah, check that out. And uh, yeah, ericcampbell.com, one of my Indeed. favorite websites. All right. <laughs> so, Eric, we have come yes. to the close of yet another show, episode 444. And first Amazing. and foremost, I want to thank all the regulators for sharing their favorite moments <laughs> and for tuning in and for being here and making this show what it is each and every week. So uh, let's just uh, give a quick round of applause to all the regulators. Yay. Thank you, regulators. So, thank you for being here, everybody. Yep. And then, Without you, there is no show. And then the other person we need to thank, and, and I'm going to step in, I'm going to put my Terry hat on here because this gentleman yeah, right here not only job. produces the show, but steps in when, uh, and, and then Terry just ghosted us too. I haven't got a text from him or nothing. On, so he just ghosted us, bro. What's up with that? But Eric, thank you so much for thank all you. that you do and for how incredible you make this show each uh, and every week. We I jump in at the last minute and just look like a pro. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I try and do. You guys put the backbone together and I just show up to push some buttons. Well, we appreciate that very much. Uh, Eric, next week, we're going to have a gentleman named William Boardman joining us. He's another one of those outside of our industry folks. And he's going to talk to us about the human's three basic needs. And the reason we, we've asked him to join us is I think he's got some really good insights and stories about focusing on human needs. And, and I think that can really help us find employees, retain employees. Nice. And even I think this can go even beyond that. And we're going to ask him a little bit about some of these, these kind of connections. Because I think we can also look at maybe even finding customers and retaining customers by really truly understanding what makes people tick. So I uh, can't wait to have William on next week. It's going to be a great show, Eric. Yeah, another one of those shows where it's not just industry talk. It's talk about who we are and what we do. Love that stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, for Terry Combs, I'm going to say, until then, I'm Eric Campbell standing in for Terry Combs with, uh, I guess, the Terry Combs hat. <laughs> <laughs> He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. <laughs> Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. 
You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.